excited today. You know, we, we spent Friday night and all day Saturday with Pastor Dino Rizzo and his wife, Delyn, and uh, you've never met them before, but they are great people. And uh, I said this in the marriage retreat, I always say it, that when we have new people come in that you've never known before, don't weird them out, folks. I mean, don't just look at them like checking them out, like I wonder if they're the real deal. Well, let me tell you what, they're the real deal, just take it from me. They, they are church planters. They, they birthed a church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There's a great church from like zero to just this, this church that impacts the world. And now they are in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Dino is actually the executive director of ARC. How many of you know what ARC is? Association of Related Churches. Come on. That we support diligently and plant churches. We've already planted over five hundred life-giving churches in America through ARC, which I think is a, is a great deal. I think God's well-pleased with that, and, and uh, Dino helps direct that. He also is on staff with Church of the Highlands there in Birmingham. It's a small church trying to get it, get it going. I mean, they, you know, like, you know, uh, they got like 18,000 campuses and 45 bazillion people, but, but it shows you that God is doing that. How many of you know that God is doing great things in America and in the world, and the church is not going down. Come on now, the church is going up, and lives are being changed. And so we've known them for many, many years, but we're really getting to know them. And I want to tell you what, good people, it doesn't take long to be around them to realize their heart is really where it needs to be. Their attitude is right, and they're great people of God who I believe have a, have a word for us today. So with that, I want to introduce Pastor Dino Rizzo, and I want you to give him a good welcome for the first time. Come on, Pastor. Come on up. Come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate you. Man. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. It's all about him. It's awesome. Great day to be alive. You can be seated. Oh, welcome to our Northwood. What a great church. And of course, all those that are watching online today and those at one of our other campuses there at Wiggins and, and, and Long Beach. Man, goodness gracious. Let's clap our hands for all of those who have joined us uh, at one of our campuses and also online. Love it, love it, love it. What an honor it is to be here at this amazing church. And uh, just thank God for what you're doing and all that you're about and love this church. And this church is loved by so many. Uh, my goodness gracious, you don't go far without running into someone who's been impacted by the work here at NC. I like that, NC. That's awesome. And uh, that's, that's easy to say, NC. And so it is making a difference and love the vision of this house as you partner with others and you make a difference all across the world. And then, of course, in this region with other campuses and all different types of outreach that you've been known for. And uh, thanks a lot for just letting us be here. We love your pastors. Uh, they don't get any better than, than, than pastors Van and Jan. They just, they're the real deal. They're real leather, baby, real leather. It's not that plastic et, you know, it's that, it's that real leather, if you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and that's exactly the kind of people that they are, of course, uh, with this family and the team here. Thanks for letting Delenn and I be here. We've had a great time. It's such an honor. Uh, this church is making a difference through your giving and through your sacrifice, through your leading, 
Uh, I bring you greetings uh, from Birmingham. It is tough being an LSU fan living in Birmingham. I'm telling you that right. It's hard, Pastor Van. You know all about it. And so, uh, again, I, I know that, you know, it, it is just, it's tough. But, you know, we love what God is doing there at Church of the Highlands uh, underneath our pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges. Uh, who's making a huge difference. And I get to be a part of outreach and some cool things that we do with our Dream Center and have a lot of fun there. And then, of course, ARC, Association of Related Churches. And this is a model church. Your pastors are model pastors for all. So many of the guys that we're planning, the couples have a dream in their heart. They're looking for examples. They're looking for a role model. They're looking for a church to learn from. And uh, this is a church they learn from. This is a church that they're gathering uh, on how to do church in their area and how to, how to be pastors and how to speak and how to do services like this. Just an excellent service, a first-class environment. It's high-tech, but it's also high-touch as you do small groups and through the growth track and things like that. And so, again, thank you so much for your giving. Thank you for your sacrifice because it is making a difference, and we're doing all we can to make a difference with it, and it's just great for us to be here. We've loved the marriage conference. Had a great time uh, just learning together. Delenn and I. Delenn, won't you stand? This is my amazing wife of 26 years. Yes. Goodness gracious. We've been together. Met her when she was 14. We got married a couple months later. Because that's how we do it in South Louisiana. Where you at, Wiggins? You know all about it. It's a mess and I'm messing. The big wig. Is that what you call it, Pastor Van? The big wig. That's awesome. 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 So, hey, I love the series that you're in. Pure. I love the series that you've been talking about. And I want to talk for a few minutes and come right alongside of some of the things you've been talking about, just watching some of the messages and just knowing the church life here. I mean, this, again, just knowing what God is doing here. This church is known for good messages. And so I just want to come alongside of the word that you receive and the encouragement that you get every single time you gather together, whether it's first Wednesday or small groups. And I want to talk for a few minutes about pure, but the idea of pure love, pure love. So let's pray about that. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for what you're doing at, at, Lord, this amazing church. Look at this great facility, God, that you've blessed the people with, Father. So, Lord, we thank you for this house. Lord, we thank you for our pastors. Uh, Lord, thank you for this team, this staff, our, our time of worship, God, just entering in all that you're doing at every campus, Father. So, Lord, we want to learn. Lord, you said the greatest of these is love. So, Father, teach us about your love and help us to share it and help us to realize Pure love is tied into pure forgiveness, and that's pure life. So we love you so much, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Speak to us again today. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said a good amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Come on, look at that other person that was your second choice and tell them you could use a little church. I'm telling you right now. Come on. Now you know who you are. You're the second choice. You know, I made three good decisions that really have been like dominoes where you make one decision and then it affects years later. And I started thinking about that decisions and then thinking about when you get older, I'm 50 now and I'm thinking about decisions that we've made that one decision you made that all of a sudden a decade later, two decades later, it's continuing to make a difference. And I thought about these decisions and the first one was when I said yes to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. How that decision has affected everything. When you make a decision, we believe that there's somebody here today who's going to make that decision. When you, when you say yes to Jesus, how it just affects everything. I mean, wow, 33 years 
later what God has done in my life and how it's affected everything in my life. And it continues to affect and make an impact and to discover Christ. And uh, what a decision. Thank God for that decision that I made at 17 years old. And then the other decision I, I thought about, there's three of them, was when I made a decision to follow through with that commitment being involved and serving and giving in the local church. When I said yes to Jesus, what an impact that made. But then the second decision that I believe has determined so much of my life is when I said yes to being committed to the local church and getting involved and serving and being a part and getting in there and, and learning and being a part of that family. The impact that that's made on my life and our family and our kids today uh, just being in the house of God and, and, and not being a consumer, come on, but being a contributor, if you know what I'm talking about, the, the impact that that's made, the internal impact that I believe that that has made. And then the third decision that has impacted so many things is when I asked Delyn to be my wife or, you know, if I, if I wanted to be kind of crazy, I'd say, when well, she asked me to be her husband, which is not true. But when I asked Delyn to be my wife, I mean, the impact that that has had, I mean, just who you marry and decision who you do life with. And, and it was not easy because she, she, was, she was hard to get. She, 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 she knew she was it on a stick, if you know what I'm talking about. She was, she was all that. And, 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 you know, it was tough because I was in love and she was in like. And, and, and you got to be careful when you're in love and they're in like. And because when you go for that, I love you, and they say thank you, that is not a good sign, my brother. Back up the train a little bit. I love you. Well, I like you too. Don't buy a ring yet if you know what I'm talking about. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And so I fell in love with her while she was still in like with me. And so I pursued her and pursued her. And I remember one day I wanted to tell her I loved her. I was ready. And I remember we were somewhere and I was kind of panicky. I just wanted to seal the deal and didn't want her to get away because she's so fine and so pretty. And I just wanted to marry her. And, and I remember one day in the process, I'm going to tell you something, girl, right now. I, I was ready. I'm going to tell you something. And she said, if you're going to say to me what I think you're going to say to me, I'm not ready to say it back to you. I said, I just wonder if you want to go with some french fries. That's all I was wondering. <laughs> you want to get curly? You want to get regular fries? What you want to do? I, I'm going to say nothing to you. What are you talking about? I mean, that's just not true. But then a few months later, we, we, we said the words, I love you. What a challenge. And how it impacted our life. And, you know, and, and, and later on, we, we, she said yes to the dress, if you know what I'm talking about. it. And, and how love will change things. Love, love will make a difference. Love will affect everything. Just, it got me again. And when, when we were getting ready to get married, I, I remember she picked out her dress, of course. And so she went with me to get, get our tuxedo. And I was so excited. I'm Italian. And you know, I remember in my mind, I could not wait to get married, wear that black Italian tuxedo. I was just going to wear black and just kind of Frank Sinatra, just clean looking tux. And I remember well, I think we went to Gingas Formal Wear out on Florida Boulevard, Cortana Mall, baby. And, and I remember rolling up there now. I was with her and her mother. And I was sitting there and I was telling that guy, yeah, man, I just want to go with those, one of those clean black tuxes, you know, just real clean, just black. If you go pull me one out. And I, I saw her and her mother over there talking, just whispering. And, yeah. So what's, what's wrong? Well, I'm getting a black tux. Delenn looked at me and said, yeah, I was always, always hoping that the guy that I would marry would wear a white tux. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. Italian man wear a black tux. And so not, that's cool, but I'm, I'm Italian man. And I, okay. 
And then her mother says, you know, me too. We just were always believing God since she was in my, my womb. That, the, that, that one day that a, white, a knight in shining armor would ride in and wear a tux and with, with white with, uh, tails. A tux with white tails. No, 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 it's a black tux. Let me show you a picture from our, our wedding. I think I've got it right up here. If we can pull that picture up from our wedding. Do we have that picture from our wedding? <laughs> Guess who won? Look at, check it out, check it out. Look at, I look like I'm getting ready to do a tap dance. She won. So that was, that was 26 years ago. Well, what love has done, there's another picture of our family. I'll show you our family today. That's the Rizzo's. 26 years later. That's the Lynn and I. That's our daughter in the middle. She goes to LSU. She's getting ready to be a senior at LSU. And that's our son uh, on the end, Dylan. He's, he's 19 years old and he's going down to Florida to play football. Got a scholarship. Come on, somebody. Saving his daddy money, if you know what I'm talking about. Going to play football in Florida. He's a defensive back. Then that's our, our lovely daughter, Isabella. And so that's our family. And what I thought about, it's amazing the reality between day one of I love you and goodness, 26 years. Years later, the, the difference that those three words make, I love you. Can I tell you something? There's been a pattern that's been woven into that pure love, that, that I love you, that, that impactful love. When you say those words, it changes everything. The, the presence of love will change everything. But guess what? The absence of love will change everything. I started thinking about there's been a lot of I love you's in these, in these 26, 27 years. But there's been also something else. There's been a lot of I love you's, but there's also been a lot of I forgive you. Because pure love cannot exist without pure forgiveness. Because anyone that you love dearly, anyone that you love greatly, anyone that you experience love with, anyone that you say I love you to, you will probably have to say I forgive you. There'll be a lot of I love you's, but there'll be a lot of I'm sorry. I was wrong. I didn't mean that. Would you forgive me? See, that's the reality of pure love. The reality of pure love is you really can't have one without the other. For anyone you love deeply, you will forgive deeply. It is all tied together. The truth woven together in love and in life. That's why it's the foundation of God's truth and plan. It's even tucked away in the the scripture that is... Really, our, our premier scripture of our Christian faith, it's found in John 3.16. I never get tired of talking about these 26 words. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. When you think about pure love, there it is. For God so loved the world that he gave. To God, for, for, for God to love is God to give. God so loved us that, it, that he gave something to us. And, and to love is to give. Guess what? To love is to forgive. To be hurt is to be loved. They're, these are all together. It's, it's all worked together, this idea of loving and forgiving. It's pure love. Pure love is pure forgiveness, which equals pure life for us. It's the truth in marriage. It's the truth in family. Well, you're not going to have kids that you love dearly that you probably won't have to forgive. There's not a time that a child won't have to forgive us as a parent. We're going to make mistakes. It's going to be in family. It's going to be in marriage. It's going to be in life. Guess what? It's going to be in church. It's going to be in small groups. 
It's going to be any type of relationship that, that we love. Pure love is pure forgiveness. It's all tied together. We don't have to fear the idea that to love is to forgive. I love this scripture in 1 John chapter 4. I was reading this the other day and I thought, God, what a truth for us. It's in 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. It says, in this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love. Look at verse 18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Boy, I love that idea. See, the answer to fear is not that we try to figure out our phobia. The answer to fear in our life is that we immerse ourselves in the sustaining power of God's love. That's how we handle the fear of life and the fear of living and the fear of relationship is we just, we just drown ourselves and give ourselves to the love of God because the truth of God's love is there for us. You know, thinking about weddings, one of the, uh, the, the verses that they read uh, during a wedding, and I don't know how many weddings I've done where this is the reading it's, in, it's, it's the love chapter. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So many people uh, read this. It's, it's the big one on love. Uh, because, and it teaches us really to love is to forgive. It's in their 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll read it to you. I love it, love it, love it. And how many times have I I've been in a funeral and heard these words? It begins and we'll, we'll read in verse, verse 4. It talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, um, find it here. I'm telling you what, I'm getting older, man. I'm starting to need glasses. The other day I was in a church. I was doing a youth service, and the whole room was dark. I was like, and the word says, just believe me, the word says that if you know what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. It talks about how love is patient. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Pure love, pure forgiveness. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always pre preserves. It, love never fails. And that, love never fails. And I love what verse 13 says. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these You've got faith and you've got hope, but the greatest of these is love. That is the truth. Pure love, pure forgiveness, pure life. See, to love without this expectation that these are not merged together is a false expectation of life. You know, doing weddings and, and being a pastor for so many years and, you know, we did so many uh, couples and uh, where you do pre-marriage counseling. And I, I remember early on, man, I just, I just, I just in, in enjoyed it all. And, you know, as pastor, you'd, you know, you'd marry people, you do several hours of pre-marriage counseling and you'd sit down. I just had questions that I would ask couples and just so enjoy. I'd sit there. Hey, tell, you know, I said, tell me how you met. 
He'd sit there, well, you know, we were, we were out and, ooh, you know, I, I had a flat tire. And, you know, you know, one day I was with the customer service and was asking, and whoa, and, you know, just, you, and he's hear these stories, it's awesome. And I was newly married, I'd be like, God, let me tell you about Delenn and I. And you just sit and talk about love and different things. I asked several questions about marriage, you know, different things like that. And as, as I got a little older and I started realizing a little more things and we lived a little bit, come on, have a little bit more mileage on your life. There's a little bit more reality and you know you sit with couples and you know after a while you okay tell me how you met okay great fantastic let me let's get to the real deal okay let me let me just tell you how this works okay you know you have couples come in and and you see you know after a, a long while you'd be like okay let me just let's get down to the reality of life let's let's get down to the reality of forgiveness and grace and mercy and, and working together and paying taxes and cutting grass and cutting up credit cards come on somebody let's get into pure love and pure life and I'm sorry and would you forgive me I was so wrong I, I'm a jughead I'm a knuckle Head. Oh, please don't make me sleep on the couch another night. Let's get down to the real life, real pure life and pure love. I remember one time I was, I was uh, out and I, I came in for a pre-marriage counseling several years ago. And, and uh, you know, I'd been eating. I was hot. It was hot outside of South Louisiana, a hot day and walked in and there's a couple. And I was like, oh, God. And, and I had forgotten that I was doing pre-marriage counseling. It was a long day, and I sat down. And I said, "Oh, hey, how you doing? Good, good to see you, right? Okay, uh, what's what's going on? What's up? What's up?" And you know, I ask a few questions, and they're sitting there, just you know. And I have two chairs in my office, and they're you know, kind of leaning in towards each other. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's that's nauseating," and uh, uh, I'm nauseating. And you know, and all of a sudden they start scooting the chairs towards. As I'm talking, they're scooting the chairs. And I'm like, "Those are my chairs, and don't." Why are you scooting my chairs? And they're angling them and, and they're kind of holding hands like, <laughs> my hand's on yours. No, my, I'm holding your hand. No, you're holding my hand. And, and I'm asking questions. I'm like, and, and I had these series of questions and I would always say, hey, tell me about each other's strengths. And, and you know, your, your strength, oh, he's so amazing. And, and then all of a sudden they, 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 they're, now they're hugging one another as, you ever go to the fair circuit and you, you win at these stuffed animals and they're kind of, their hands are sewed together and. Like little bears, they sewed together, a little couple bear. So they've sewed their hands together. I'm like, okay, I'm going to vomit in a moment here. Then I, I remember one of my last questions, I said, well, tell me about uh, weaknesses. Tell me about the weaknesses that you, have you discovered each other? Have you walked through each other's weaknesses? And as, as the Lord is with us today, as my witness, she looks at me and says, he has no weakness. He is perfect. And get up out my office right now. Get up out my office. He is perfect. Well, oh, it gets better. He doesn't deny it. He does this. Like I am. Man, I'm a hurt y'all. I remember thinking, my goodness, the false expectation of pure love. Because to know each other and to, is to know problems. It's, it's to know pain. It, it's to know wounds. It, it's to know real life and real hurt. And to love is to forgive. And to forgive is to love. 
Pure love is pure forgiveness. God so loved us that he could not leave us alone, that he, he sent his son Jesus. He could not watch us in our pain and our problem alone. So he knew that the only way that he would be able to be with us is to send the Lamb of God, to, to send Jesus. Why? To pay for the penalty and to pay for our sins. Why? To love us is to forgive us. And to pure love life. And if we're going to have it in our homes, if we're going to have it in our church, if we're going to have it with other people, to, to love is to forgive. That's the true expectation of, of, of life. And I want to get practical with this because I really believe that there's a practical response uh, to live and to love and to forgive and to embrace. And I'll just give you four simple responses as it relates to pure love and pure life. And here's the first one. If we're going to have it in our life and if we're going to walk in this and this is going to be the reality of our life, because I believe it is, it's to embrace vertical flow. What I mean by that, I, I love how the cross uh, has, has two directions. It's, it's just not a vertical, but when we embrace the vertical beam, the vertical uh, line of God from God to man, guess what? When we embrace that, then we're able to also embrace the horizontal direction of the cross. Every time I see a cross, I, I think about that, that it's, it's God coming to man. It's, it's God coming down to us. It's, it's Emmanuel with us. But then also, because of the love that flows this way, then we're able to express the love this way. The only way that we're able to walk in forgiveness in relationships and we're able to walk free in forgiveness and not live offended and not live with strife in our life and not live bitter and angry and mad is to embrace the love of God. Because if we've been forgiven, then we can't forgive. If we've experienced this pure love of God, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, when we didn't even know God, he sent his son for us to give us love and, and grace and mercy. It's unconditional and, and, and we receive that. That's why when we embrace the vertical love of God, we're able to what? To distribute it. We can relay the love of God because we've received the love of God. But it's hard to relay something that you have not received. That's the truth. From him to them. Oh, it's upward, but guess what? It is outward. It is up and down, and it is in and out. How do we respond? How do we live, like, how do we live in this pure love? We walk in forgiveness towards others as we receive it from him then we're able to give it to them around us. We embrace the vertical love of God. Here's the second thing. It's uh, we make a decision that we're going to choose life. Choose life because to love and forgive is to truly live. Because the opposite of that is rough. And we're going to live with that baggage. We're going to live with that pain. We're going we're to live with that stuff in our life. We're going to live with how someone has done us. Because no one can choose for us how we're going to respond and react. We get to do that. Nobody can choose for us how we're going to love, how we're going to forgive, and how we're going to do life. We get to choose that. I, I wrote down a little something a while back. I thought, here it is when we, when we have an opportunity to forgive and have an opportunity to have a relationship, or we're doing life with people that are, that are flawed and all of us that are imperfect and, and, and all of us that have challenges. Here's the kind of the way I wrote it. We can choose to curse it where we live 
angry and we, we live upset or we can choose to, to nurse it where we go over and over again. We, we, you know, where we nurse our hurt and it's our wound and, and our identity is in our offense or we can choose to rehearse it where we repeat it and we, we go back to it again or we can choose to reverse it. Come on, it's like I'm a rapper. You can curse it, you can nurse it, you can rehearse it or you can reverse it. Come on, Long Beach, where are you at? That's the choices we have in life. That's the choices we have with people. We can, we can just get so angry, live angry. We can nurse that wound and it, Pastor Van Dyke, we can become a part of our identity. We can rehearse it with other people. Let me tell you how someone did us. Let me, let's go back over it again. Or we can reverse that with the love of God. Because to love is to forgive. And, and it's ultimately to live out our life so we can embrace the vertical love of God. We embrace God's love. Lord, thank you for what you've done in my life. Lord, I'm, I'm going I'm to choose life. There's two more I want to give these to you. The third thing I believe to, to live in pure love, to walk in pure love, is to release people. Release people. I'm going to live letting go. Not in that payback mode. I'm going to give others to God. I'm going to live with this pure pattern to, to love, to forgive, and give them to God. You know one of the greatest ways that you can, you can um, release people is you give them to God in prayer. Something about praying for people. I think it's so vital to peace. Because it's hard to have peace when we don't have forgiveness in our life. It's almost like there's a constant turmoil. There's, a, there's this quarrel that's going on in us. And there is a fear and, and there is something happening. But to be able to release people through prayer, giving them to God. Oh, Lord, here they are. Lord, you take care of them. I, I can't do anything. I, I can't fix them. I can't control them. I, I can't change it. I, but I, I'm going to give them to you. One of the greatest things you could do for people in your life is to pray for them. Just lift them up in prayer. To release people, it's to embrace the love of God, the, the vertical beam of God as he stretched out his hands. We can horizontally love each other. It's to be able to choose a life. I'm going to choose a life. It's to release people. And then the last thing, last response, pure love, is to decide to live redemptive. Live redemptive. God, it's all yours. I'm going to give it to you. I love what this verse says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It is an amazing verse. It, it helps me through my relationships. It says this, instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. I love that, compassionate towards one another, forgiving each other just as Christ in God has forgiven you. Just as Christ, God forgave us. Just as, boy, that, that changes everything. Lord, help me to live redemptive. I want, I want to have pure love in my life. I want to have pure love in my family. I want, to, I want to walk in love because that's where the blessing is. That's where the joy is. There's no fear in love. I don't have to be bound up in fear. I don't have to be tangled up in things on the inside. I can, I can release people and I can live redemptive. And the way I can do that is I'm going to forgive people just as God Almighty through Jesus Christ has forgiven me. There are those days that it takes a lot to walk in this. I remember 
goodness, just to be honest with you, a couple years ago, I was having one of those moments and I, I was thinking about the, the deep wound of a friend and, and, and someone that I love that had wounded me and, I, and the turmoil that it was causing. And, I, and it was turning into something that, that was not good in my heart. And I remember just working through it, a little bit angry, a little bit, hey, I hope his teeth fall out. Come on, somebody. I hope his teeth fall out. I remember God just dealing with it. And this is what I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart. And I remember right in my journal, saw it the other day. It says, Dino, you will never have to forgive anyone more than I have already loved and forgiven you. You'll never have to forgive anyone more than I have forgiven you. How does he love us? He loves us totally. He loves us completely. See, today... I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to forgive. Why? Because I'm going to choose to live. Pure love, pure life. The days that we're living. Amen. Hey, let's bow our heads and I want to pray for you. Today, Father, we just love you. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you that your grace is enough. Today, I make a decision, Father, to choose you. Lord, I just pray for every person all across church life. Lord, I thank you for the love that you gave us. Lord, there's, there's people we need to forgive and there are others that we need to give to you. But ultimately, Lord Father, we cannot express, we cannot give something that we do not have. So I pray for every person all across this room that as, as we give others to you and as we sort out relationship and as in the relationships, God, the good, the bad, the ugly, that ultimately we would look to you for your love. We want your love to be our identity. We want your love on us to be our life. Maybe you're here today and you don't feel loved by God. Maybe you feel like you've done things where... There's no way God would ever love me. There's too much to forgive for God to love me. It's not possible. He loved you so much he sent Jesus, his, his only son. He sent Jesus for you. All across this room, in a few moments, you're going to have an opportunity to connect. Take next steps in God. But I want to give you an opportunity right here. All across this room, we can ask Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior. Maybe you're here today and you need to say yes to the love of God. Maybe you've not felt love. Maybe you felt like the, the love of God is distanced from you, but today you can. If you're here today and you need the love of God, I'm going to lead you in prayer. And right there in your seat, I'm not going to call you forward or have you stand, but right there in your seat, you can pray a prayer like this. Ask Jesus into your heart. Invite the love of God, that vertical love of God, where you can distribute it to other people because you can't give something that you don't have. But freely he gives it to you. All across this room right now, if that's you, you say, Dino, I just I need to pray that prayer. I need to receive Jesus. Pray a prayer like this. Say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me. You died for me. That's how much you love me. You died for me. And today I confess you. That's my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new beginning. Give me a fresh start. Thank you for your love. 
Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for every person today. who's right in their seat. Just prayed that prayer. Lord, thank you, Father, that we've connected with heaven because of your love. Lord, I think that all across this room, I believe people are going to take next steps and they're going to connect with you. And Father, we give you people in our lives, people that have wounded us, people that have done things to us today. Father, we choose to love and we choose to forgive so that we can live a blessed life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give it up for those who just prayed that prayer. So exciting. The decision to follow Christ is just the beginning of your relationship with God. So we'd love to help you with your next steps. If you'll go to northwood.tv slash connect and fill out the information, our lead pastor, Van DeCody, wants to send you a letter that tells you some steps to take in order to maintain your new relationship with God. We'll also give you some information about Northwood Church. We are one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins, and Long Beach. If you live in one of those areas, we'd love to see you at one of our services. You can visit our website, northwood.tv locations, for service times and directions. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do that online as well. Just go to northwood.tv give. You can give a one-time donation, or you can sign up for our online community called MyNC and set up a recurring gift. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you next time.